Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Powered by you. Hello, hello. Listener supported. This is the Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive. Answer the call. This is a coffee kind of day. It's funny. We were just talking on the Kale Clark Show about coffee and coffee inspiring us in part, that energy to work toward our goal of meeting our need at Relevant Radio. We need $3 million and we still have over a million dollars to go. So if you can support us now, relevantradio.com, the Relevant Radio app, let's pray. Let's pray. And maybe you're able to give right now. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not really sure what you can give. Please join me in praying for an end to abortion in the United States and for our needs to be met during our pledge drive. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly into thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm Timory. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. And it's so good to be with you. It's our weekly marriage hour. And as usual on our marriage hour, we dive into topics related to dating, relationships, marriage, and how we get there. And one topic in particular that... I think that people don't realize the impact it has on marriage and family is abortion. And I'd like to share with you, my guest today is an OBGYN, the founder and president of a maternity home, and she was pro-abortion, a pro-abortion OBGYN that had a massive conversion after a personal experience uh, with life with babies and even after having experienced uh, being exposed to having to participate in abortion as well. So she'll share her story in, with us in just a moment. Coming up a little later on today, we're going to talk about the singer Adele. Adele wants to be a homemaker, the, linger, the leader of the home, and she wants to be a musician, and she wants to have more children. Whew, that sounds a little exhausting. We're going to talk about expectations in marriage. Maybe you had an expectation that you kind of had to debunk a little bit or intentions going into marriage that might have made for some challenges. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you had an idea about marriage and then uh, had a little bit of a perspective shift or a humility check. Give me a call, 1-888-914-9149. Joining me now again is... Dr. Lori Bazzetti, she's an OBGYN and the founder and president of So Big Mountain House Maternity Home. She has actually been exposed to abortion in her work and is going to share with us now her journey from being pro-abortion to pro-life. Welcome to Trending. Uh, thank you, Timory. 
Can you share with us a little bit about your journey? You know, here you are, you're in medical school, you were pro-abortion. Uh, what was your mindset on the topic of abortion? And where did you find yourself in your experience as a practicing or early physician and being exposed to abortion? Sure. I um, grew up in a, a fairly liberal community and so adopted um, the views of my community and so um was pro-choice um, at that time and carried that into uh, medical school. And then um, while in medical school, I decided to become an OBGYN. And so um, during our training, um, we were uh, required to learn how to do uh, an abortion. And um, since I was uh, pro-choice, I uh, decided to um, be more involved with the procedure. We could um, kind of choose how involved we wanted to be. And so um, after being taught how to do it, then I um, performed one myself. And it was um, actually probably uh, about the worst experience I've had in my life. And it was um, just very nauseating. And um, just um, I, I knew it wasn't anything that I wanted to do uh, once I entered into practice. Um, however, I didn't um, change my views at that time. I felt that... Um, you know, uh, the government shouldn't be involved in that decision and, um, and that it was, um, a woman's right to decide, um, whether or not, uh, she was going to continue with the pregnancy. And, um, then fast forward to finishing my, uh, residency and going into private practice. And my husband and I, um, began trying for a long awaited family <laughs> and, um, it, that our first pregnancy ended in miscarriage. Um, and it was then that I really um, just came to understand um, that uh, life begins at conception and that um, every that God values every single life. And um, it just was a real turning point for me in, in my career. It's interesting when people decide they want children or are struggling with a fertility crisis, many people find themselves being more pro-life naturally than they yes. were before. Can you share with us a little bit more about what that experience was for you in being pregnant for the first time and the challenge and heartbreak of losing that precious baby and where your mindset was on the issue of being pro-abortion? Right. So I think, you know, I didn't, I knew that I, um, wasn't, I didn't really consider myself pro-abortion, pro-abortion, but more of pro-choice, uh, in that I felt it was a woman's decision. But I think that, um, you know, having a, um, lost a baby, um, I just realized, you know, how much, um, how many hopes and dreams were lost with that child. And, um, and I, I, uh, believe that that child is waiting for us up in heaven. And so I just know that God values each, each and every single, um, baby from the moment of conception. And so, um, it just was really eye opening to me. Um, and I started noticing at that time in my private practice, just how much, uh, hurt was being done to the women. Um, in addition, obviously to the babies, um, when they were undergoing abortions. So, Dr. Bazzetti, there's a common misunderstanding in our culture today that uh, OBGYNs, uh, women's health professionals, 
naturally, of course, just perform abortions because that's quote-unquote basic medical care, as the mainstream media would like to say in the pro-abortion movement. Mm -hmm. But as we know, and as you know in particular, as a practicing OBGYN, abortion is not basic medical care for women. Can you talk about what that transition might have been like as perhaps believing that that was a part of medical care and then really focusing on the fact that this isn't any answer to anyone's uh, medical or circumstantial experience? experience in life. Right. So we, you know, I just have come to understand that abortion is not health care. Um, you know, as an obstetrician, we uh, want the best for both our moms and our babies. And um, abortion uh, is very detrimental to the moms. They, um, we see increased risk for preterm labor. We see increased risk for mental health issues, including an increase in suicide rates. And um, there's just a tremendous amount of regret um, that no one ever talks about to these women. And, and um, you know, as obstetricians, we want to protect both the mom and the baby um, as both of them are our patients. So... Can you speak a little bit, uh, for example, to how you've seen the aftermath for women who have gone through with abortions uh, in experiencing that both physical fallout as well as the mental fallout? Right. So I think that, you know, we do, um, we just, we do see uh, increased risk for depression. Um, you know, I, uh, the women were very tearful. There's a lot of, um, women just can't hardly um, really face up to it. And so there's a lot of denial that goes along. And so then that, you know, will often um, surface as other physical manifestations in terms of digestive issues and um, just sleepless nights and, and things like that. So um, ways that, yeah, stress manifests. Um, it's interesting so. because I know some of the research points to the medical fallout uh, of abortion can lead to everything from autoimmune disorders uh, to the likelihood toward early labor, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. or even uh, things such as tubal and ectopic pregnancy. But what you mentioned as well is important that the stress the heartbreak, the depression of abortion is leading to medical fallout such as eating issues, digestive issues. You know, stress has a major impact on mm -hmm. how our bodies function. And I don't think I really hear people saying that abortions, a mental health crisis is leading to a medical crisis for women as well. Right, exactly. Dr. Bazzetti, you have actually in your work founded a maternity home, which I'm really excited to talk about the work of helping women in crisis and providing a home for them. But as you're walking through this journey, you know, you were there in medical school, many young medical students find themselves up against a challenge day like you did, uh, where they're being asked to, encouraged, pressured, or sometimes required to participate in an abortion. Can you speak to that challenge for current or future medical students and how to navigate a situation such as that? Right. I think just understanding that you have a choice um, and that uh, it's okay to um, state that you're pro-life and there's a lot of support groups out there. The American College of Pro-Life OBGYNs is one um, such resource that uh, we can get connected uh, with you as a student uh, resident and um, just provide you um, with information, provide you uh, with community, and um, just knowing that uh, there are people out there. So I'm 70 to 93% of physicians don't perform abortions. And so, and there's a lot that are just quiet about their pro-life views right now. 
And I think that's profound to say. 70 to 90% of physicians do not perform abortions. The majority of OBGYNs do not perform abortions. And as you mentioned, many are quiet about their views. And it's a challenge, I think, in the medical community because there's alienation if you're pro-life. I hear from many pro-life nurses and physicians today where they have to keep their pro-life position uh, under wraps because otherwise they wouldn't be able to work with patients mm-hmm. and actually give a pro-life sound medical advice that is both life-saving and soul-saving uh, for women. But I love that you just mentioned the American College of Pro-Life OBGYNs because ACOG, as we know, in the American College of uh, of Gynecologists and um, sorry, I'm losing my words, OBGYNs, mm-hmm. um, that they are pro-abortion. They've taken a pro-abortion stance. There's not room mm-hmm. for pro-life individuals, but there's a whole network helping with legal advice, um, legal navigation through medical school uh, mm-hmm. to help not be pressured like you were to just fall into finding yourself involved in an abortion and constantly objecting, uh, but in a place of uh, still objecting, but holding, like you said, to that pro quote unquote choice view. You can find the American College of Pro Life OBGYNs at aaplog.org. We're going to come back with Dr. Bazzetti to talk more about her good work that she's doing today, helping women in crisis pregnancy situations and the mindset of where these women are at today. I'll be right back here on Trending. Father Rocky here asking you to answer the call. If you haven't had a chance to give yet, please consider becoming a member of our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society. Our St. Joseph members donate at least $25 a month on a recurring basis. Knowing that we can count on those gifts every month helps us to budget better. You build it into your budget, we do the same, and everyone's happy. Our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society members receive several spiritual benefits throughout the year, including being remembered in prayer perpetually on the feast days of St. Joseph. You can learn more about it at relevantradio.com slash Joseph. We have a 100% dollar-for-dollar match this hour to answer the call and have your gift of any amount doubled. Give online at relevantradio.com on the Relevant Radio app. Or you can call us at 877-291-0123. May God bless you. Hey, this is Kale Clark from The Kale Clark Show and The Faith Explained, sitting alongside Timory for this hour of trending, and it's your last hour to support Timory during this pledge drive. We will not be pitching tomorrow during her show. So this is your last chance to say, I want this show on the airwaves. I want to support Timory and what she's doing on the cutting edge of the pro-life movement. And when you do so, you can push us over that $2 million mark. We need to cross that line so we can get to the next level. Going to be honest, folks, we have a ways to go to get to our target, which we have to reach by tomorrow afternoon. We've got to get to $3 million. That sounds like a lot, but we are almost two-thirds of the way there. You guys have made it possible. We can raise another $2,000 in the next few minutes. We're going to get there, and if someone gives $1,000 right now, we will get there because we have a dollar-for-dollar match this hour 
every dollar that you give, no matter how small or big the gift. It's the intent of the heart that matters. God loves a cheerful giver, and he will bless you. He, he will never be outdone in generosity. Help us to get over that mark during this hour. It'll help all of us to, to just get that wind in our sails that we'll need to keep going towards our goal. 877-291-0123 is the number to call toll-free to donate 877-291-0123 or give online through the Relevant Radio app or relevantradio.com. And we'll be sure to throw in, if you give online, that special gift, that talk from Father Rocky, which will be coming straight to your inbox so you can enjoy it, share it with others about Eucharistic revival. Timory, what is happening on the phones right now? Jane, Minerva, Christine, Jocelyn, Ronald all just gave $100. Thank you, Ronald. First time gift gave Thank online. You. We'll receive that talk from Father Rocky. Elizabeth just gave $400. Slade, 52. We're working our way there again. We need uh, to reach $3 million and we're almost to that $2 million mark. So maybe you can give $2 million right now to help us work our way there. This is a huge deficit. I am concerned. Uh, that we're going to meet our need and be able to continue to do the work that we do. And I know, though, through your generosity, whatever you can give, and maybe you can give more today. Maybe you can give that $2,000 to help us reach $2 million. I'm asking you to give us a call, 1-877-291-0123. You can give online, relevantradio.com, or tap the banner on the Relevant Radio app. And I'm inspired by Catholic Radio. I listen to Catholic Radio, and we hear the stories of hearts and minds change, the real raw circumstances we find ourselves in, like Dr. Bazzetti who had to Mm. perform an abortion, coming to terms with that. How do you do that without God? And how do we overcome our brokenness and mistakes without God and without truth, which is what he is? So donate now, RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app. So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Trending with Timory. Again, we need to meet our deficit here at Relevant Radio, so please support the work we are doing. Joining me now is Dr. Lori Bazzetti. She just shared her experience working as an OBGYN and having been involved in performing, uh, being trained to perform an abortion and then performing an abortion herself and her conversion from being uh, okay with abortion, thinking that other people should be able to choose what they want to do to a full conversion to being pro-life, especially after having uh, sought to have a baby and the heartbreak of losing a baby via miscarriage. Anyone who's been through that knows um, how deeply that touches a mother's heart. Uh, Dr. Bazzetti, uh, is uh, doing incredible work today. She's actually the founder and president of So Big Mountain House Maternity Home, housing women who are in a pregnancy situation where they need housing, they need help, care, training, love, medical attention. You can find them at sobig.org in Indiana. They're doing excellent work. Dr. Bazzetti, tell me a little bit about how, and I can just imagine every day your eyes are opened uh, to the work that you're doing and the state women are in today and that struggle they have between this idea of being okay with just choosing whatever you want to do over abortion versus that maternal desire to raise and care for their child. 
Right. So many of these uh, women are in desperate uh, situations. You know, they don't have enough food on the table to feed the children they currently have. They, they're living out of their cars. They're living in shelters. Um, you know, after God um, changed my heart and, um, you know, just showed me his truth was pro-life, uh, he um, started opening up my eyes to just the women that were crying um, in just in despair over thinking they had no other option besides abortion. And so then he just asked me to come alongside him and, and work to uh, open a maternity home. And so um, at that point, I uh, left practice and started the not-for-profit uh, called So Big because we knew that uh, the plans that God had for this organization were so big, we couldn't even imagine them. And then um, once we were ready to open a maternity home, we chose the name The Mountain House because we knew that God would move mountains to reach these women and to save their babies. So um, it's just, um, you know, we, we have several, uh, several women, um, you know, that are at that point of they're being pressured by um, a family member or a boyfriend um, to have an abortion and they just, they, they just can't bring themselves to do that. And so they seek out uh, resources and, and through that then are able to find us and connect with us. And um, we had one such um, woman that uh, ended up uh, having a beautiful boy and she named him Hero. So we just mm, have a lot of really God. neat stories. Yeah. You're on the front hand seeing these women who otherwise would have chosen abortion are choosing mm-hmm. life. And I find it interesting that one of the top reasons you're mentioning for many people having abortions or seeking them out is the pressure. I find this so common, mm-hmm. especially in sidewalk counseling when I'm there in front of the abortion clinic, whether it's a boyfriend or a family member or even just the societal idea, that societal peer pressure uh, that mm-hmm. says, hey, if you have this child, your hopes and dreams are gone and women want to have their children, but they feel that pressure that if they do, everything's over for them. Right. Yes. It's, um, you know, I think just knowing that, um, there's an option, um, like ours and there's several others, you know, across the nation where, you know, women can come in and we can, um, you know, help walk alongside them and give them um, the skills they need to be able to um, go back to school or to find a job or, um, you know, and just, um, you know, help them with communication and conflict resolution and um, just even basic skills like cooking and um, how to care for their baby once it's born. So many of them, um, another reason, you know, is so many women just don't have the support, um, you know, uh, to help them, um, know how to raise their baby and, and care for it. And so, um, that seems overwhelming to so many as well. Absolutely. Uh, And can you talk a little bit about some of the skills and assistance you give these women and not just saying, Hey, come live at this house and we'll help you have your baby and goodbye. That's not what maternity homes do. So can you speak to what that process is like in the skills and guidance that these women receive at a maternity home? Right. So a woman can come uh, at any point in her pregnancy and can stay for up to a year after the baby's born. And so while she's um, pregnant, we um, will make sure that she has uh, transportation um, and childcare if needed for other children to get to her OBGYN appointments so that she gets adequate prenatal care, which is um, just vital for the health of her and her baby. And, um, and then while she's there, we um, just 
help her determine kind of some short-term and long-term goals. And so what are her um, short-term goals? It may just be, you know, um, getting her driver's license. Transportation is such a huge obstacle. Mm-hmm. And so um, several of our ladies haven't even had the opportunity to, uh, to take driver's ed and then get their license. And so we assist them with that. Um, you know, we connect them um, and help them finish their high school degree if needed or, you know, uh, get into um, Ivy Tech, uh, community college or um, something like that along the way. And then um, just help them with interview skills. So we have um, just one night a week where we have some um, people that can come in for teaching sessions, um, how to manage their finances, how to um, prepare a resume, how to interview. So we we do things um, both before and after pregnancy that'll um, just help them to be able to um, be more successful once they move out of uh, the mountain house. That's Dr. Lori Bazzetti sharing her journey as an OBGYN into working and founding and being the president of a maternity home helping women in crisis. You can find her maternity home at sobig.org. That's sobig.org. We post a link on social media as well as in the podcast notes. If you or someone you know is facing the heartbreak of having experienced an abortion, please go to hopeafterabortion.com. That's hopeafterabortion.com for healing and hope and moving forward after the experience of having had an abortion. Kale Clark alongside Timory with some great news to report. You did it. You have pushed us over the $2 million mark in our pledge drive. Answer the call. Well, you've done exactly that. Oh, yeah. More cowbell. More cowbell. Absolutely. Where's Will Ferrell Praise when you need him? God. We asked for $2,000 just to reach $2 million. And Jim in San Diego stepped forward giving $1,000, which that wow. gift was matched with another 1000 So whatever you give, dollar for dollar, you're helping to work our way there toward our goal. And in fact, a lot of people are giving $50. Maybe that's what you can give today. Kathleen just gave for the first time $50 from Fort Myers. Uh, we also have another gift from Sheila of $50. We have another gift from Kathleen and Catherine for $50. Slade and Kathy gave $50 in Texas and Illinois. Emmy just gave $50 in Winchester, California. Albuquerque, New Mexico, $50 from Donna. You are helping us a dollar at a time to work toward our $3 million goal. We have a huge deficit. Kayla, we have over a million dollars to go. So how can people give? Well, we have slightly less than a million, so that's good. So it's nine hundred ninety-nine thousand and something. But we're going to get there because now that now that we're into six digits instead of seven, that makes a big difference psychologically. I know we can do it. We are more than two thirds of the way there, and our listeners, I know you guys, you're going to carry us through as you always do. Call eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three, or go to relevantradio.com or through the app. And if you give. As part of a recurring gift society or St. Joseph's Recurring Gift Society, guess what? Your gift is not only matched dollar for dollar for this hour. If you give a recurring gift every month, it's going to be matched for the entire year. So you will be able to double your impact for a year for 12 months. That will help us to reach our goals. It'll help you to budget your giving as well. So please consider doing that. When you call 877-291-0123, lots of benefits too. Special masses are said for a recurring gift society. 
your intentions are also going to be prayed for at St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal and the National Shrine of St. Joseph in DePera, Wisconsin. So we want to pray for each and every one of you, though, who gives sacrificially. Thank you so much to Chantal in Tampa, Florida which is a new market for us, $45. Uh, Chantal gave that gift. That has become $90. And you can double your impact, too, right now. Answer the call, 877-291-0123. It's your last few minutes to do so. We will not be pitching tomorrow. If you want to support Timory, now is the time to do it. Go to relevantradio.com or through the app. You can do it. Help answer the call. You're vital to our mission to bring Christ to the world through the media. The Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive continues. Answer the call. Welcome back to Trending with Tamari during our weekly marriage hour. Oh, I received a fascinating uh, message on Instagram from a man named Michael who is not Catholic, but he's thinking about the Catholic faith and dating a Catholic woman absolutely changed his life. So stay tuned. I'll share with you a little bit about his story, but I want to talk about the singer Adele. She is the latest on the cover of Elle magazine, and she's talking family, children, being a homemaker, being a matriarch. And I am riveted by what she had to say because, to be really frank, although she's talking about having a family and all of these things, it's great. I hear a lot of, I'm going to have it all. Having a family makes me feel good, makes me a better musician. And I think she's delusional about marriage and family life. And it made me think about how it's a wonderful thing to want to have children and to start a family, but how all of us, all of us, raising my hand, myself included, it's so easy for us to go into marriage with a delusional idea of what we think marriage is going to be, what we think our role is going to be, that we're going to have it all, that our timing is going to be perfect, uh, that my happiness is at the heart of it, and that my spouse and my children are just meant to make me happy. Because if you go into marriage thinking that your spouse and children are supposed to make you happy, you will be a very, very unhappy individual. Especially when that child's crying in the middle of the night, you haven't slept. Especially when the reality is your spouse can't make you happy. I think that's a big reality check. Your spouse will never make you happy. If your happiness is dependent upon your spouse, you can have a great spouse, a terrible spouse, a mediocre spouse. Your spouse will never make you happy. And I think that that's a challenge when we look at marriage. And when I saw Adele's comments in the Elle magazine interview, that's part of what struck me is how delusional we can be about how we think we're going to make marriage and family life work for us and that this is why we need faith in our Lord Jesus Christ to help guide us in understanding what the proper ordering for marriage is, that marriage is oriented toward before there are even babies, toward actually the procreation education of children, that is to having babies and raising them, not to having babies and feeling good because you have them, not toward getting married and having a partner for life and feeling really good about that. Church doesn't teach that anywhere. It does say that marriage is for the good of the spouses, but it's ordered toward children. And that's really important. And that's why I think it's fascinating to combine the natural maternal longing for children and the fact that children do 
center us, I guess you could argue in the cultural milieu and verbiage of today that children can center us and help make us uh, better people. But we've got to really kind of keep our perspective and priorities in check because when I hear comments like Adele's, that's exciting and beautiful. And I'll share with you in just a moment what some of those are. But it also is kind of a big red alert sign of she's never going to be happy if this is a perspective she has. She's at risk of divorce if she does get married again. And her poor children, the pressure she's putting on her children to make her happy. And so here's what happened. So if you don't know a little bit about singer Adele, she divorced her first husband about four years ago. She has one son. I believe he's about six years old now. And she's not currently engaged, but she is dating and living with sports agent Rich Paul. And a lot of speculation has been around whether or not she's engaged to him. They're not engaged. She admitted finally in the Elle magazine after uh, beating around the bush. But she did talk about marriage and family. She said, I definitely want more kids. And she also said, I'm a homemaker. I'm a matriarch. And a stable life helps me with my music. She also expressed that she'd like to be the leader of her home. It's part of what she was getting at when she said she's a matriarch. I'm the leader. I'm in charge. And what I hear again in her statements, praise the Lord, she wants to have children. What a gift. But Isn't it interesting how we have a delusion about marriage and all of us different things, some more common among others and the cultural influence, but especially I think for us as women, the pressure there is behind quote unquote having it all in what things, you know, maybe if you're dating, what do you need to overcome that you have this expectation that marriage is and maybe you need to put yourself in check uh, to take a little bit of uh, relief off of the person you're dating or to make marriage a little easier because marriage is a sacrifice. It's a challenge. And again, Adele, you know, this idea of having it all, that everything will happen in my timing because she's saying, I definitely want more kids, but she's saying not now because she's focused on her upcoming upcoming Vegas tours that have been slightly delayed. But she's also very focused on her happiness. How neat to hear that because of her family, because of her child in playing house with her now boyfriend, Rich Paul, who has children as well. He has college-age children as well. And this blended family that they're making, she's finding a sense of stability. The only place she is at on social media is Pinterest. And she actually talks a little bit about her Pinterest and really this whole idea that we see in this culture that a lot of women are moving back toward this desire to be, quote, homemakers. Although it's I think sometimes an offensive term, it's coming back as trendy because people are realizing, I like making bread. I like doing laundry. I like cooking for my family. I like making things from scratch. You know, I like making uh, baby blankets. I like sewing clothes. All of these things that have been at the heart of making the home that are not as necessary anymore because of the Industrial Revolution and our incredible um, effects of technology. Uh, Praise God for the dishwasher. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I've lived without a dishwasher as a child and lived without a dishwasher as an adult. And my one rule to my husband has been, I will never live somewhere without a dishwasher. If you have to buy me a dishwasher, I don't care. I need a dishwasher. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you see all these modern technologies technologies and conveniences and they do require a lot less of these day-to-day skills that were required and I think in part this is why we do see there is often room for women to 
work more outside of the home or carry part-time jobs or be more involved, let's say, in a school community for their child and various volunteer opportunities. But what I do see in what Adele is saying is this implosion mindset that will occur when for so long we as women think we can just do it all. Praise God, we can have it all in our Lord Jesus Christ, Him. He who is who and what satisfies our greatest desires and only He will ever satisfy. And He will help to duplicate our time so that we can uh, go about in achieving the mission He has in store for us. Or maybe you are called to a mission outside of the home while you're raising children, but you're also called first and foremost to the vow of marriage and upholding that vow of marriage and giving that proper love and context and sacrificial love within the home of putting your spouse first and your children first before that great mission and gift of maybe you're a physician, uh, maybe you work in radio, whatever it might be. We need that reality check. And I really do believe, especially as women, we need to reevaluate where we're at over and over again. I was at a mom's event this weekend and there was a lot of conversation and controversy um, and confusion and overwhelm over the topic of working and working outside of the home or working, you know, within the home part time or having a family business where so many women were saying they feel pulled. They feel pulled in many directions that they don't feel comfortable and don't want to outsource uh, the raising of their children, even the education of their children. I think that's all very valid for us to experience as women. That's natural. Uh, The church speaks of husbands being the head of the home, but the woman is there in the heart of the home, directing the, the head, working together with the head, giving the love in the heart of the home. The woman's chief place, as uh, the papal encyclical Cassie Canubi says on the family, the woman's chief place is in loving. And in loving, that does include that loving leadership of what choices am I making to direct my family and be with my family? And that takes reevaluation, especially in a world where we're told have it all, ladies. Be your best version of yourself. And a lot of women are seeing the best version of me is as a homemaker. The best version of me is having children. The best version of me is doing those simple things that the world has told us. Don't do it. Don't have kids. Don't do it now. But isn't it fascinating that at a certain point, most all women, after delaying and avoiding children and family way for years, end up returning to this natural God-given desire and design for the human person to have a family. But the challenge is, after years of doing it my way, after years of thinking I could have it all, it doesn't always work. By the time we're ready to have children, there's a fertility crisis. By the time we're ready to have children, we're so wrapped up in a career, it's hard for us to let go. I think that these are things that, again, these differences between men and women That husbands and men have to think profoundly, yes, about their role in the family. But women, it's different. It it takes a constant, a humility check, a dose of humility. And praise God for the Catholic Church. Praise God for the design of human marriage and family. That we're reminded that marriage is a path of redemptive suffering. 
That's a good thing. The marriage is a path of sacrificial love, self-giving love, and that the greatest model of all of that is our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, our lady who was taken into exile with a newborn child, St. Joseph, who had to face the crisis of leaving his home, leaving his ability to provide, and leaving in the middle of the night to take his family to keep them safe. What delusions do we have about marriage? What are we trying to make it ourselves? What are we thinking that we can have it all? And how do we need to have a reality check, a check-in? Say, Lord, you've given me the gift of fertility. Lord, you've given me the gift of a spouse or the potential for a spouse. What do I need to learn to follow your vision and plan for the family? You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. I'll be right back. and We're going to talk about an incredible story of one not Catholic man. We're going to have to pray for him whose life has been changed by dating a Catholic woman. I'll be right back here on Trending. Miracle Moments coming up next. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio Miracle Moment have a note that came in here from Judith listening in Massachusetts, and she says, this is about her journey home, she says, your show helped bring me back to the church along with being drawn back by the Lord. There is a Jesus fish that glows on my driveway some mornings and makes me think of him. Through this sign, a special person and Relevant Radio helped bring me back when I was so lost and stressed in caregiving for an elderly parent. The Catholic Church I was drawn back to had a large Relevant Radio sign posted outside the door. I've been listening to you ever since, and you have strengthened my faith journey every day. God bless you and all the hosts at Relevant Radio, my favorite station. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Help us create more miracle moments with a tax-deductible donation to Relevant Radio. Tap the Relevant Radio app or give online at relevantradio.com. Kale Clark alongside Timory. We have less than 15 minutes to go in this program. Less than 15 minutes to go in supporting Timory during this pledge drive. We will not be pitching. uh, We will not be fundraising for our Answer the Call pledge drive tomorrow. So this is your last chance. Get in on this. It's a matching hour. 100% of all dollars raised will be matched by calling 877 291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. Or even easier, even more secure in many ways. No one's listening in when when you're doing this online. Uh, The phones are safe too, don't worry. But you can go to the website, relevantradio.com or through the app. And if you give online, we'll give you a special gift, a great talk on Eucharistic Revival by Father Rocky. And just listening to you, Timory, talk about Adele. Hey, you know what Adele's saying? She's saying, go Hey, give her a break. Oh, no, I'm only kidding. No, but hopefully Adele will find the love she's really looking for, the, the love that is only found in Christ. And if you want me to stop singing, I, I promise I'll do that. If you give right now, 877-291-0123. What's happening on the phones, Timory? Oh, my goodness. So many people are stepping up. In fact, we just had Thomas in California give $1,200. We have matching funds. So $1,200 turns to $2,400. Whatever you give dollar for dollar is matched. And we have, Kale, a huge deficit. We need a little over a million dollars in the next 19 hours. So if you can step up, again, every dollar counts that you give. If you can give $1,200 like Thomas, please. 5,000. 
$5, whatever it is, you are helping us to work our way there. Christina just gave for the first time a reoccurring gift in California, $615. We had Judy, who's a new donor in Texas, just gave $75. Uh, Helen in California is a part of our St. Joseph reoccurring mm-hmm. gift society now, and she gave $300. Mary, in fact, Mary just gave a second gift this week. Maybe you can give two gifts this week, maybe a third. Again, Mary just gave $50. If you can support us here at Relevant Radio, maybe you can be a little more generous than you initially were. We're grateful for anything. But if you have the capacity, you say, you know what? I was going to buy this this weekend. I'm not going to. I'm Hmm. giving you that $100, that $5,000 today. So please, we have 10 minutes to go. 1-877-291-0123. Donate online relevantradio.com or the relevant radio app but you only have 10 minutes so please support us now every dollar you can give makes a difference donate online relevantradio.com and thank you for being a part of the relevant radio family we're talking about what you're thinking about You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Okay, Michael's writing me about his come to Jesus moment. And it has to do a little bit with dating a Catholic woman. So Michael wrote to me on Instagram. He said, first of all, I am not Catholic, but I do believe in God. And he recently went to Mass for the first time. So can we all please pray for Michael? Because he, as he shared in his own words, he's having a come to Jesus moment. And he needs uh, our prayers and our support. And sometimes those come to Jesus moments can be really challenging because they happen within the context of dating. Oh, that can be so challenging. He said that he is a little out of his element. He didn't talk to anyone when he went to mass. So by the way, just a reminder, us Catholics are really bad at this. When you see people at church start saying hello, especially if someone's by themselves, or I can raise my hand. My husband and I are still only a year and a half into a new parish, and we know next to no one in our new community. And not to be like kind of critical, but no one really says hello. You know, everyone's visiting and interacting after church. We'll try, we'll awkwardly stand there sometimes for five minutes or a couple minutes. We finally just gave up on standing outside of church after because nothing was happening. Nothing was popping. We kind of tried to say hi or weasel our way into a conversation, but it just wasn't working. So we do need to work on our hospitality as Catholics. I know a lot of people do indeed complain about this. And I've been more so on the receiving end of this, being new to a new church and a whole new state as well. But Michael was sharing about his journey and how he was dating a woman uh, who had, as he says, he's not dating her anymore, but he said he she had a high energy that was emanating for her. And he said it really put him in the state of delusion and thinking that he had found the one. And he said, basically, I scared her off. He said, when I went to mass, I had another strong emotion feeling of connectedness of what I really think was the Holy Spirit. He said, I felt like God was watching me. He said, I was raised in a family who opposed organized religion. So he said, if you have, if you guys want to chew on this and have anything to say, uh, I would really appreciate it essentially. So Michael, this is a great topic. Here you are, you are going to Catholic mass for the first time. It's okay to feel out of your element. The sitting, the standing, the genuflecting, 
it's easy to be afraid that you're going to do the wrong thing. Just go with the flow. Follow what other people are doing. In you know, out of respect for, you know, what's happening and not being a distraction. Uh, but don't be afraid to pick up, you know, a book or to actually pr- pick up the book in the pew that helps walk you through the prayers of what's happening in the Mass and the explanation. They're great books you can buy online, but there in the church pew, there's always uh, a walkthrough of what's happening in the church and the responses as well. But I do want to address, here you are, you were dating this practicing Catholic uh, woman and you thought she was the one and you think this is kind of connected to her Catholic faith. Welcome to the club. It is so easy when you start dating someone who has a rich faith to think they are the one because there's something different about them. It's their faith. It's inspiring. It's life-changing. It's encouraging. It's refreshing And it's easy to mistake the desire, interest, and intrigue of that faith with the desire, interest, and intrigue of the person you're dating. I have a dear friend, actually, who recently uh, married a woman who grew up Muslim. And he, I had so much respect for how he handled the situation because they were dating off and on for a while, but he really tried to keep his distance because what happened is she started, again, going through this conversion into Catholicism. And he knew that if he was too close in the heart of that, that that could do damage to the relationship. And so he really you know, pumped the brakes, pulled back, and tried to allow that conversion to help and to allow you know his strong beautiful catholic family to be a part of that journey and to be a part of it himself but to also allow her to work out those new feelings and emotions and experiences that religion conversion to our catholic faith brings about and it's so neat to kind of see and hear their story but it is a reminder when we're in that dating scene in relationships and maybe you're dating someone who isn't catholic and they're super drawn to you because you are or vice versa that we take a moment to pause a little bit and recognize that faith just as much as a future loving experience and a future marriage and family is even more important that we get that settled and right And that we focus on that at the heart of our vocation. And that marriage and family will fall into line after that if we seek God and the kingdom first. Kale Clark alongside Timory. We're in the home stretch. Less than five minutes to go. Less than five minutes for you to have your gift match dollar for dollar. When you call 877-291-0123 and help answer the call here on Relevant Radio, it's our August Pledge Drive. We do this four times a year to keep our almost 100 stations on the air for you, broadcasting the truth, the light of Christ to the world for free. But it's not free to do that. It costs money to keep these stations going, to keep our internet broadcast going, to keep all this happening so that the gospel can be proclaimed in all its fullness. And you're a big, big part of this. If you go to relevantradio.com, if you use the app to give, we're going to give you a special gift for giving online. It's a beautiful talk by Father Rocky, which will be sent straight to your inbox without delay. And don't forget, you can also join our St. Joseph's Recurring Gift Society. Your gift is matched not only dollar for dollar in these next five minutes, but for the entire first year, whatever you decide to give every month, it's going to be matched by generous donors just like you. I want to highlight some of you. 
an anonymous donor in Chicago. Chicago, what a great city. Ditka, Polishashij, Da Bears, and anonymous donors who give from the heart $100 from Chicago. That becomes $200. Thank you so much. I want to thank Anna in California for giving $200 as well. That becomes $400. Another anonymous donor in Granada Hills, California. God knows who you are, and he will reward you. Has given $100, and that becomes $200. God will never forget what you have done to help save souls at Relevant Radio. It's so important that we do this, Timory. Oh, praise God. It's so exciting to see each of you one at a time. We're praying for you. We take these names and we take your prayer requests and we pray for you. I was just praying for a bunch of you this week. Uh, AJ just mm. gave $1,000. Uh, wow. We just had two people who said, you know what, I'm going to give again. Maybe you can give for a second time as well. Uh, a person in Pasadena just gave a second gift this week of $50. Uh, Mary just gave a second gift of $50 as well. She's a first-time giver, and she gave twice this week. So maybe you can join the many others. Oh, Orlando just gave a second dollar of $60 wow. this week. So you don't have to give for the first time. You can give for a second and a third. You have a three minutes, and we are working our way. Kale, we have a huge deficit of uh, just a little less than a million dollars, but you guys are helping us. We've made a huge lead way. Just in the last few minutes, we were able to raise about $8,000 more working toward our need of $3 million. So whatever you can do, we have about 20 hours to go. And if people like you don't step up, we won't get there. But I know $1 at a time, we're going to make our way there. Maybe you can give $5. Maybe you can give 5000 We do need people because if you can give more, whatever you are able to do is what makes it so that we can get to the goal we have this week. Absolutely. And, and one of the most important things you can do for us as well is pray. Uh, pray that we meet our goal. Pray that uh, God moves the hearts of those who can give just a little bit more, who can dig a little deeper. 877-291-0123 is the number to call. Or you can go online at relevantradio.com and on the app. And when you tap the app, you'll see all the wonderful pledge drive gifts that we want to give people who come in at different uh, giving levels. We have some beautiful gifts to give to you. So check them out. You can see them all online. When you give online, don't forget, Father Rocky's talk on Eucharistic Revival will be sent to you, and that's something you can share and treasure as well. So, Timory, I, I just so appreciative of your voice on this network. It's so great to have a woman's perspective and a mom's perspective as well. And, and, and you're, you're a mom again for the second time, and, and that life is growing within you. Well, we want the life of Christ to grow within each one of us here, and we can make that happen. 877-291-0123 or go to RelevantRadio.com or to the app. I know it seems like we're far away from our goal, but we are going to get there. Our listeners always come through. The Relevant Radio family never disappoints. want to thank Todd in Los Angeles, who just gave $50. Thank you, Todd. That becomes $100. William in San Francisco has given $100. That becomes $200. Give the app a tap. You can do it. We want to make producer Jim's arm tired by ringing that cowbell. Call 877-291-0123 or go to relevantradio.com or to the app. Please answer the call right now. The Family Rosary with Father Rocky is coming up right after this. God bless you.